everybody. Welcome to another edition of We Talk Photo. I am, as always, one of your hosts, John Peterson, and with me is Mr. Jack Graham. As always. As always. Well, folks, you know, we're uh, we're doing a little kind of fun podcast for you today. Jack and I are just uh, three days, two days back from our week-long photo workshop up in Alaska, photographing the grizzly bears and we thought it might be kind of fun to uh to get online while we're still uh kind of recovering and recuperating from this amazing experience and uh talk to you a little bit about uh, a little bit about this workshop and what a wonderful wonderful trip it was and uh you know we're fortunate enough today to have one of our uh, one of the folks that went with us mike is with us he's up there staying with jack how you doing today mike I'm doing fine. Thank you guys for uh, inviting me on podcast. Yeah, yeah, we thought it'd be kind of fun, a little something different, and uh, get get your perspective on this uh, on this workshop. You know, in addition to to what Jack and I experienced, and uh, so we'll kind of dive into that for a second. But I think Jack wanted to talk a little bit about some breaking news here. You know, John, I keep say, you know, I keep saying we need to do. Let me rant podcast one of these days. We need to have an adults-only section for that. It's not going to be that. It's just, you know, I happen to look, and I'm not going to name the name of the website, but it it's a website that is for nature photographers and other portrait people and stuff like that. And, you know, it's not a magazine site. It's another site that's quite popular. And I just want to give you a couple headlines. Everybody pay attention. This is what we need to know. So here's the first headline. Is it time to sell your camera and improve your adjectives? The camera is dead. Long live AI. This is why I'm glad I'm 110 years old. Here's the other one. The biggest life lesson for becoming a successful photographer. I'm not even going to open that because I could tell you that. Except we have to probably edit it. Have you ever been crippled by self-doubt as a photographer? Yeah. New blur filter in Photoshop works incredible on portraits. Do you actually need a tripod for landscape photography? Oh, I mean, I can get started on tripods. But man, I got to have a day where I could just rant on headlines in the photo industry. Maybe we call it that. It's, well, it's, it's what's coming out. I mean, you know, the latest, uh, all the news lately has been around uh, AI-generated photographs. That's kind of been the last month of of headlines around that stuff. And uh, I don't like buying an IKEA table that you screw together versus having a table made by a craftsman and wood. But that's just another podcast for another time. I, I, I don't like calling. Those of you who know me know exactly where I'm going with this. And I, <laughs> Yep. But yep. anyhow, Alaska, we're back from Alaska. It was um, an epic year, you know, uh, in a lot of ways. And we're going to talk about that a little bit. And having Mike here, it's kind of a kind of a, a fun thing. Mike is hanging out here in, um, we went up to Rainier for a couple hours yesterday, but he's hanging out here uh, until he flies back to Georgia. On Sunday, I drop him off to the airport and I head to the Palouse. So um, he's hanging out. But having Mike here kind of will give a, 
I think probably, John, maybe a better perspective than you and I, because he's a real attendee, not, you know. <laughs> he's he's not an AI-generated figure. One of us crusty, you know. Exactly. Well, he, he, I guess maybe to start it off, Jack, I think this this year for us was a little different that we went in September and not in July or August. And uh, that that was kind of a new a, a new time frame for us. And, and we knew going into it that the weather might be a little bit more, play more of a factor in uh, our ability to fly out. But I tell you, we, the weather god shined on us and we got out. We flew every day except for one day, which was amazing. And when we did get out, the fall colors that erupted during the week we were up there, incredible. Absolutely incredible. You know, I yeah. haven't seen anything like that up there. Um, I, I'm primarily a landscape photographer. I'm really not a wildlife photographer. But to photograph these bears, I mean, once you kind of get the anticipation of what's going to happen down that's not too hard it's really not difficult to do the difficulty is getting to the right place we'll talk about that but um what what made this whole trip for me was the backgrounds the the, the, the size of these mountains that were yellows and reds and some Gold greens and greens and mm -hmm. you know i haven't had time to put anything up on my um, website yet that'll happen maybe before I leave to, on Sunday I don't know but um, you know uh, just it was just it, it, the light and the, uh, yeah, the color was just amazing but Mike you know we let's let's let Mike talk a little bit here um this is your second trip with us so I'm correct right that's correct so it was 20 pre-covid so 2019 and this year uh 2018 i believe in this year okay 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 so you had a little bit of a you you went with us in august and september so what did you find different between the two trips oh my goodness the uh the fall colors were was spectacular uh that's the that's the big thing between this trip and the other trip um other than that, you know, the bears were still doing, they're still being bears, which is uh, a fabulous thing to see. Uh, there's nothing like, uh, every bear has its own distinct personality. So it's always, uh, besides taking photos, I mean, you don't have to take photos. You could just be here and watch bears all day and uh, it would be worth the trip. But, you know, photos are just the icing on the cake. And just to see all the, the, the bear personalities is something that's really special. But this year, the fall colors made it uh, very, very interesting. Yeah, for sure. You know, folks, for, for folks that aren't familiar with this trip, you know, we fly into a lodge um, out near Katmai National Park. And then each day we take uh, float planes into the park and land on a wilderness lake and that's near... Uh, where we where bears are known to uh, be because they move around the park at various times of the year based upon the salmon runs and so our outfitter that we work with knows where they are and gets us on the location um, you know with um, 
gets us to the best spots for bear viewing. This year was a little bit different for us in that uh, in previous years, we spend a lot of time walking and wading in through various creeks and rivers. And this year we um, used rafts. And so we would land on one lake, put a raft, put rafts on the river, and then we'd all pile into a few rafts and float down the river until we saw a bear or bears. And then we would uh, we'd get out of the boats and spend time photographing them and then decide to move on. And we had lunch on the river um, both days that we floated. And Bears uh, had lunch on the river. Not us, but... That's Smoke on the Water. That's a song. Yeah, yeah, the Bears had lunch on the river. But, Mike, you know, I'm, I'm glad you kind of touched on that point of, uh, of you don't even have to take pictures because, you know, I remember several times when we were having really amazing encounters, I would just put the camera down and just watch and just be with these bears. Um, you know, the last day we were there, we we actually walked up the river. We, we took a little walking trip up the river and we found a mom with three cubs and we approached slowly and quietly and uh and over over the next hour she got so comfortable with us that her cubs came within 10 15 feet of us and especially when she took them away um when they were done at this location and i just put my camera down and watched i just experienced this thing because it was so amazing for me I didn't need to photograph it. I wanted to keep it as a memory and, and, and focus on the experience and less on the photograph. Yeah, when that uh, mom and cubs walked by us, they, they, they were uh, at a sandbar and then they decided to walk down river. And of course, we were all in a group. And at that point, there's nothing you can do except let the bears pass by, be very still and uh, look very big. And there was the last cub was walking by and wasn't paying a lot of attention and it was closer to us than the rest of us and it was getting a little bit too close and uh the guy just went bup, bup, and it startled the bear the bear looked up and says oh i'm too close and, and moved over about three or four feet and hustled right by us so that was a fabulous experience yeah yeah it was i think you know this is this is a, a workshop that it's it's all Yes, it's about the photographs, but oh my gosh, it's about the experiences that you have. It's it's incredible. Remember, we saw the those two bears up on Brooks Falls. I mean, if you hadn't been there before, you thought they were starting a big fight between the two, and they were kind of they're like two little puppy dogs. You know how the dogs will wrestle. Play. And... Yeah, and but these are these. I, I think these bears were probably two or three years old. They were, you know old old adults and man they were i mean they were playing like you know it's it, you'd think they were going to hurt each other but they were just playing like the little kids oh yeah they sunk teeth you know into the fur but but they didn't do any damage so it was all just play fighting and but this is all part of their their growing up where they need to learn how to fight and how to defend themselves out in the wild well to be able to see that and to be able to see these bears you know, lean over and catch a fish off the off the little waterfall there as the the salmon tries to go upstream. It's just it's an amazing thing. It's just and, and it, all the times we went up there, man, I I just it just never gets old. No, never gets. You know, um, 
let's talk a little bit about the boats. You know, these these rafts, uh, we basically fit. Well, in the planes, we could fit between seven. If you're really cramped, which we did one day, I think we had eight people in one plane, three and three and two. So it's, uh, that's eight. Yeah. Um, but the boats typically fit about um, about seven people. And then the guide is in the middle rowing down the, uh, and, and what's cool about that is that um, we can make really good use of the time. If we had to walk that river, it would have taken like, I don't know, probably three times what it took in the boat. And we, we got to make use of the time and to, to make, to make some, make hay when there weren't any bears around, which didn't last very long. I mean, they were all over the place. And, Unless I missed something, I didn't see a single person. No, any day that we were out, not one. No, nobody else. Nobody else. What well, What was kind of interesting for this year compared to last year is being in the rafts. Um, actually, there was only five people per per raft plus a guide, but we didn't bring our tripods, which is the first year we've done this without tripods, and uh, so we we're all hand holding and. Thank, thank goodness for uh, good image stabilization and good high ISO performance. And nobody seemed to really miss the tripods. Mike, was there anything? And, and you know, and folks, you know, Mike and I really haven't talked a lot about this since we got back here. So this is really our first time talking about, you know, this experience. Is Was there anything that, this is your second time, that surprised you this time over the last time? And it could be the food. I don't know. It could be, you know, whatever. Uh, no, no big surprises. The uh, the big difference between this trip and the first trip was uh, floating down the rafts. And there's pros and cons for both things. The first trip, we were in Katmai, and we were on a creek, and we, we walked. And at that point, you're at the mercy of how many bears are coming by. So... The, the advantage is, is you get, and I like walking the creek. I, I really did enjoy that. Uh, there were times when the bears said, okay, this was in August. So they would uh, eat the, you know, they would come down and catch fish. And then they would go up uh, on the uh, bank and eat berries and, and sleep. And then they come back down later. So when you're walking, you're at the mercy of how many bears come by this time. Uh, when we did our river walk, there were lots of bears and it wasn't a problem. But, you know, sometimes you get this little lull when you're in the rafts, uh, you're you're constantly traveling down the river. When you see something interesting, you stop, we get out of the raft, we photograph. So you're not at the mercy of uh, the bear schedule. And that was, uh, you know, there's pros and cons to both. I really like the walks. But also, uh, you you get constant action with the uh, with the bears in the river when you're floating down the raft, and then uh, the guides, the Jerry, you know, he flies around. He knows where the bears are. He he does scouting trips, so we we always get to a place where there's lots of bears. But that was the big advantage about the uh, about the floats is is that you always have activity, and in between when it when it quiets down, when you've got all the shots from one place, you float down until you see the next thing, and then the next thing, and the next thing. So uh, both trips were fabulous. Uh, 
you know, just a little bit different. And I'm glad that we were able to take that walk on the on the last day to, to mix both things in. Mm-hmm. That time, we, we, I think we're all together, both boats are together. And we looked up and down the river and I think we counted 13 or 14 bears. Oh, at one, at one point there, we got up to 16. I think that was what was in my head. Yeah. 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 It was. Yeah, the last place we were coming uh, to pick up the planes, they were, there was a, a herd of bears. I don't know what you call them. It's a covey or a, a whatever. It was a clown um, car. They just kept coming out, coming out. Coming yes, out. I've never seen yes. a group of bears like this before. It was, it, it was like cattle, you know. They, knew they, they were. They wanted to see what kind of cameras you were using. Yeah, I mean, literally, there were there were three different sets of cubs: two triples and a double, two single adults, and then there was another set of cubs off to the right. And they just kept coming and coming and coming out of the, you know, from left to right across our view. And I've never seen that because normally bears don't socialize that much. They're uh, they kind of stay away from one another. But to see so many in a in a group was uh, so unusual we had a bear with them a bear who we had a bear with them we had a sick <laughs> you know they um they uh I, I i i couldn't get over how many cubs were out i mean we had cubs on other trips but not like this i think it has to do john with the fact that they're eating like they're gorging themselves now yeah this is the final stretch <laughs> For now, they're done. They're they're they slow their metabolism down and they sleep for what four months. So they they're done. So they're in they're in like high intensity food intake mode yeah. right now. Yeah, as much as they could, as much as yeah. they could. I think uh, uh, I, I was going to ask you, Mike, what was the what was the funniest thing you saw on this trip? The big fat bear that fish by doing belly flops oh that was hilarious and one of the things that i noticed was the different fishing methods you know at brooks falls the bears just sit there and and wait for they'd stand at the top of the falls and wait for the fish to jump in their mouth and then you have the bears that uh will run and catch a fish then you have the bears that are trolling and we actually saw some bears dive down deep to catch fish and then you had this big fat bear. It must have been a thousand pounds. Oh, he was just huge. And he'd do this big belly. He'd jump off the bank and do this big belly flop into the river like a uh, uh, a bunker-busting bomb or a concussion grenade. And I think he shocked the fish to where they couldn't move and he'd catch them. It was, it was hilarious. It was. You know, normally these bears have a sort of a graceful lunge, uh, you know, headfirst off the bank. This fatty sides, he just sort of sidestepped off the bank, didn't jump forward. He just sort of sidestepped and did this belly flop. And but what you do is they, they're on this bank about, what was it, three feet off the, two, three feet off the water? Yeah. And they look down in the water to see there's so many salmon in there. I mean, they just pick one out and when they see the one they want, you know. But this guy, if you remember, I think, Mike, you got the shot where, you know, he was literally standing on on three legs, and the back left leg was off the ground just before he did his dive into the river. His cannonball. Actually, I was able to uh, capture the whole sequence. 
I've got him with four paws off the ground, it ready to hit the water. I got him hitting the water and then uh, down in the water in huge, uh, huge waves uh, splashing out. It, 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 yeah, I, I didn't think I got it, but I was looking through my photos and there he is. And he's all four off the ground and it's nothing but a belly flop. <laughs> exactly. You know, for those of you who've never been out there, and this is not a com an ad for our, our workshop. In fact, we didn't even know. Uh, we, we haven't really decided whether we're doing it this year again. We'll probably definitely do it in 24 if we don't do it next year. Um, so this is not an advertisement. We just thought we'd uh, – this is such an amazing thing. And, and frankly, whether you go with us or you go with somebody else, we want you to go with us, of course. But if, if, if you all should put this on your bucket list. Uh, it's not easy to get there. It's not cheap. Um, we actually probably, truthfully, probably make a little more money doing things at Olympic National Park. I mean, the, our cost to the to the um, outfitter and everything else, it adds up really fast. But it's not cheap to get up there. Whether you go with us or somebody else, get up. If you're a photographer, man, you got, you got to see this. Or even if you're not, I mean, you can shoot these bears on an iphone man we could <laughs> and we we were yeah, yeah people would people would be whipping out their iphones and i shot yeah, a lot just, with my gopro which is just a wide angle and you know maybe maybe don't buy that new model camera that's coming out next year and skip a year and put the money toward some kind of a trip this is an incredible thing to see um and and not that we appreciate it more than other people, which I kind of think we do, but um, it's something that I think everybody should, in their lifetime, be able to see. It's not that far. No, no. You know, I, I think mean, it's uh, we furthest person we had, and you flew from Atlanta. Um, you know, and if if you made all the right connections, you could have done it in one day. But you, I think you stayed overnight before we all flew up together uh, from Seattle, but. You know, it's not really that far from the United States to be able to see this. Seattle to Anchorage, the flight's only two hours and probably two two hours, 15 minutes, maybe, maybe a little longer. Um, and then from Anchorage to Iliamna is another hour. And then daily we fly on a, on a De Havilland Beaver, um, air, very rugged, great bush plane safe big engine um and um you know each flight was anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour uh, you know even just flying on the on the float planes jack even that's just part of the the magical experience i mean how often do people get to fly on float planes yeah yeah no doubt yeah. and no you know you're safe and you're in good hands uh, we were. Yeah. anyhow you know, we're 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 here on this podcast trying to explain this trip. This trip cannot be explained. It can only be experienced. Yeah. The 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 bears, uh the flights on the uh on the beavers, those are amazing. I had my cell phone out taking photos. They're gonna be fabulous. Um uh, be able to see the kind of landscape that you're not going to be able to see any other way than being in a, a, a float plane. It's it's magical. It and is. it's something that you'll, I know it's spendy, 
but it's something that you will uh, remember for the rest of your life. You, yeah. Other trips come and go, they're nice, but this is one that you'll talk about to your grandchildren. Yep, agreed, Mike. Agreed. Kind of just right. touching on landscapes real quick. You know, the one day we couldn't fly. It was just too windy and rainy. And so we headed off and uh, visited a Russian Orthodox church and a fishing village, photographed all that. And then wow. headed, headed up to um, north to see a really amazing, beautiful waterfall that uh, is part of a power generation hydro project as well. But it's a gorgeous waterfall with... Uh, glacial, you know, turquoise blue glacial waters with gold and yellow trees lining the lake shoreline. It was, uh, it was beautiful. It was, uh, it was stuff that I wasn't used to seeing up there in Alaska. And then even the last day, we were kind of, I think, a little bit burned out on, almost burned out on bears. But we had a short can, day. Can you imagine that? Well, we got this <laughs> being burnt out. I mean, we saw it was like, God, how many oh. more bears? Exactly. We, we more thousands up. of pictures. Where do we go? Was that up in... Um, so we flew up into Lake Clark National Park to uh, Dick Prenicke's cabin, who uh, is a very famous famous guy. There's some. There's been some PBS specials on him, and he, he built a cabin up there 60, 70 years ago and did it all by hand. And it's it's a national monument now, and there's rangers. Uh, we, we got there the last day the rangers were still on site, so they gave us a great... A great oral tour of the of the location. We landed on Twin Lakes and uh, spent you know a couple hours up there admiring and marveling at this guy's uh, uh, ingenuity to to build a cabin out in the middle of nowhere and survive for thirty some odd years. How how was that for you, Mike? That was a little different. It was different, and uh, it was amazing flying in on the float planes. I had, uh, because the water is not aqua, it's not blue-green, it's green-blue. It, it's, it's, it's that glacial greenish color, and seeing a lake with that color, and then the fall colors is something very, very different. And to look at the cabin and imagine this guy... Uh, uh, being there for 30 years, uh, he recorded all kinds of weather data, um, you know, recorded all his observations and uh, explored the area. And I think uh, the the uh, uh, Forest Service ranger there was telling us about how uh, he had 30 years of meteorological data that NOAA used to make their model for forecasting in Alaska. So. Uh, he he contributed a lot of things, and, and looking at all his workmanship uh, with just hand tools, making that cabin and the, the care and the diligence that he put into it was uh, something special. Mm-hmm. That it was. It's uh, guy had more uh, more uh, grit and moxie than uh, all of us put together. I think to survive that. Not me. You got the moxie. Uh, I got I got a lot of moxie. Yeah, you do. It was great though. I mean, the whole trip. Anyhow, I, I mean, we can keep beating this to death, but everybody get up there, whether it's with us or somebody else, and just just go and and it's it's like nowhere else. It really, is. it is. It is. So stay tuned. You know, I'm gonna Jack's gonna have some of his stuff up on his website. I'll have 
I'll have stuff on my website and social media and all that kind of good stuff. So stay tuned. We've got, you know, a couple of years worth of photo editing to do here, I think, out of this trip. And um, I think there's the lots rain. of gems. Um, the rain is coming. You'll have plenty of time to edit photographs. And make videos and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah, it'll be great. So, folks, we just we just kind of wanted to share now that we're, uh, we still have the glow of this uh, amazing experience and wanted to just talk to you and kind of share the excitement that, that that we're still feeling from this uh from this trip yeah well i'm gonna read about ai <laughs> don't bring me down jack don't bring me down yeah it's uh it's a strange world it is but my camera is gonna have a new york comic camera it's called the pop i think i'm looking at a picture of it Excellent. We're going to do that rant one of these days, John. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. Well, Sign me up. Well, Mike, thank you. Thank you for going with us again, and thank you for uh, being our guest on the show today. Well, uh, thank you for the opportunity. It was, it was great. Yeah, it was great. So, folks, you know, if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, you can always get a hold of us at uh, wetalkphoto at gmail.com. Uh, any final rants, Jack, before we sign off? No, I could rant, but yeah, don't get him started. I know, I know. I'm not gonna rant. I'm not gonna rant today, but I want to. I want to rant. I know you do. So write it down, submit right. it to the editor, and life will be good. So, folks, uh, stay, stay tuned. We got more uh, episodes coming up here in the next few weeks, and uh, some really exciting some, guests. We have some really amazing guests coming up. Um, yep. I'm quite excited about that. Yep. All right. All right. So, Hang in and get out and do some fall photography. And somewhere on the internet, you can get eight tips to photographing the fall color. Yes. The first tip, the first tip I would give you all is to photograph during the fall season. That would be it. You know, you know how there's pumpkin spice latte season. You can tell like all this pumpkin spice latte stuff comes out. Same yeah. thing in photography, right? It's the eight tips here and the seven tips there and the 10 tips there and, yeah. It's just the season for tips, I tell you. Yeah, it's the season for tips. Anyhow, we, I think these people, if they're still here in our worldwide audience, um, if they're still here, thank you for being here. And those of you who aren't here, thank you all for not being here. That's a wonderful. Yeah. All right, so talk to you later. See you later.